Oh man, I got this piece of wood from Ikea, but I don't really know what it does. Like, I don't even know where to put it or what to do. But it's like, it's nice though, right? Like, yeah, that's some nice wood you got there, Pish. It's smooth, like it's cool looking, but like, yeah, what does it do? Where, where, where should I put this thing? Like, where, yeah. where, where might you lay that? Put his, yeah, yeah, where? Well, I mean, I think that's between you and the wood, honestly. I don't think you need to. Yeah, I mean, talk. It's to a any... little too. It doesn't really fit in my pants. It's a little too big for that. Yeah, so, that's. I a, don't know. I guess that's a common problem. Maybe I just have to leave it out. I don't know. That could get you in trouble, though, if you leave. If but you leave got, the wood, it's out. got these little. It's got these little things in it, so you can kind of display. Oh, you, you can, can put, you can put things put, on your wood. You can put things in it. Yeah. Oh, you can put yeah. things. Oh, that's interesting. That's different than most wood, I think. It's unique. You've got yeah, some you can unique probably, wood, man. I, I, it's very nice wood in. that you have. Yeah. If I put it in, like, does it fit in there? It fits yeah. in here. Okay. Maybe cool. that's where I'll put it. It's, it's really between me. It's, it's my wood. I'll put it where I want. Welcome everybody to Court Cousins, episode fifty-five. My name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my dashing, my daring, my Dallas cousin, Jason the Peach. He's got the pillow to prove it, ladies and gentlemen. I have the... For our listeners, I am in the wizard stoom and I'm ready to talk about our Orlando magic. We've got a... Uh, abracadabra razzmatazz type of show for you ladies and gentlemen gonna check in with each other for the psychological check-in we'll go around the interwebs in the social media roundup talking about Paulo, the offense the defense the new uniforms dwight howard and much more we'll do a little fact or fiction and don't go anywhere you scallywags you magical scoundrels stick around for the large ending. And as we mentioned on the last show, we're making some amendments to the Patreon. Haven't really talked to you about this piece, actually, so we're just going off the top. But I think we're just, you know, we're, it's suspended for this month, just kind of regrouping. I think next month we will reinstate it, but just kind of draw back what we're doing there. We'll still be interacting once in a while, um, but it would be a help to get, you know, we've got probably about $80, $90 of regular monthly expenses for the show with Podbean, with our you know digital design software, with the software I'm using right now, Ecamm, to put everything together and, and transition from you know, image to image, all that stuff. So the, the help is much appreciated. We are going to draw back our commitments, but we still love and appreciate everyone there on the Patreon who may say, hey, I, I got a little extra... A chink in my pocket right now i'll uh, i'll throw it to, to the cousin's way and 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 let them do some magic content with it so right yeah yeah think of think of yourselves as like an a cup bra right yeah like you you don't really need to do a lot of work but we appreciate the support and it helps <laughs> so every little bit's there right we're not asking you we're not you're not a d bra we're not looking for you to really awesome weight just just looking for a, a little help that's that's all and, and just, we appreciate it just a little help with our little bits that's all 
just a little help with our little bits. And I still am going to shout out all the All-Stars and Second Cousins tier on the Patreon. So shout out to our boys and girls. I think mostly just men, except probably Nadra. Uh, Magic Player History, Bulby the Don, Paulo and Franz's Warmth, Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, 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 Raphael, Breadhead, uh, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Connor and Yachty. Steerick. Very fitting. Very fitting, Peach. Very fitting, man. Go and take it. Rangers playing game five right now. Right now as we record. Are you even able to watch it, though, or no because of our internet snafus? You know I can't. I had it on, but because of the internet, it was too much of a draw. So I'm just going to have to catch up when we're done. <laughs> okay, well, we'll hope for a good outcome for the Rangers for you, sir. Let's get into it, Peach. It's been a while. I know you've been busy. We've been missing each other. How are you doing, sir, for the psychological check-in? Well, I've, I've selected this new picture. Mm. Um of Cole Anthony being extended. He's got the point. He's pointing down the camera. You know, I love to point. And I always, every time I point out that I love pointing, it reminds me that I need to point more. And I love that Cole's pointing at the camera. He's made his point. He waited. The magic made their point by keeping him. We'll talk about that later. But for me, I feel extended because I've been doing a lot of stuff. My dad was in town recently when you have someone in town, you kind of get out of your regular routine. Right. And then like he was buying all this food, some of it that I eat, some of it that I don't. And it's, you just kind of like this past week, I just kind of like was getting back into my regular routine, but yeah. then I've had to wake up earlier and, and I'm covering for a guy that we sent off to a class. So like I've been doing like seven to five, sometimes seven to six tonight. I've got a hockey game after we do this, then got to get back shit. up for seven. So I'm feeling pretty extended. Also, trying to go to stars games when they're home and watching the world series. I fell asleep during the game last night. I just, <laughs> I, I just passed out. So uh, yeah, I'm feeling extended. I've been doing a lot of stuff, but it's not too much. You know, it's just, just enough to keep me going. Um, I know that it's only going to be for things should quiet down a little bit once this weekend hits. So then I can uh, get some rest. So that's how I'm doing. How, how are you feeling for the psychological check-in? You had a big weekend eh? I have uh, a photo of Cole Anthony coming in. I guess this is the Gengar Pokemon. It's been a while since I've mm. gone back, but he dressed up as Gengar. He's coming in uh, with Jonathan Isaac, but that's not really important. I'm not injured. Don't worry about it. Um, oh, Jay, I dressed up as God. Look at him. <laughs> I I picked this one where Cole is dressed up in a costume, Peach, because – I've been wearing a lot of different stooms lately. I, th I think this is kind of similar to maybe how you're feeling with the, the use of the extension word. Did your extension come with $39 million, by the way? Oh, it so didn't. <laughs> okay, damn it. Because I thought we really hit the money there for a second. My Cole Anthony is in a costume because I've been wearing a lot of different hats and a lot of different costumes, as you can see. Uh, as you alluded to, the weekend was crazy, man. I had family in. Nadra and I got married in the Islamic faith. So that has occurred under God, under Allah. So that's wonderful. But it's stressful. I was you know, playing the role of nephew your your pops and our aunt were in i was playing the role of in-law with all of nadra's family i was playing the role of 
brother-in-law, brother? I did, you know, you're the closest thing I got to a brother, but I, I guess I gained some new family. I got two new sisters and a, and a brother. So I was playing that role. I was trying to make everyone happy and juggle all that stuff, which is just so freaking tiring at times, especially when you're bringing together kind of a clash of cultures. Our, our family's from Northern Vermont, Catholic background. You know, my, my lady is from Syria. She's, our family's Muslim. So it's like, it's completely different than anything our family had ever experienced. So mm-hmm. that was a lot. I felt some pressure there. Been, you know, wearing the hat of teacher, of course, dressing up as a wizard and a Jedi at times. So like you said, man, I'm feeling a little bit, uh, a little bit exa- exhausted from all of the different costumes that I've been wearing lately. And, and I know that's probably a feeling that some of you out there second cousins have. And I think what I've learned is I need to just wear the Kyle costume, kind of like what you were talking about. You're excited to chill this weekend, wear just the Jason costume, although that that's different because there's a horror movie connotations with the Jason mask and all that. But yeah, I'm excited to just relax and be me uh, and chill. It was nice after the ceremony. We like went somewhere peaceful, just an Airbnb, so that was really cool. But uh, yeah, man, too many shtooms. Looking forward to some R&R, certainly. Well, it sounds like it's well-deserved, and I got to say, that guy, Jason, he really messed things up for everybody with this name. Yeah. But I can't complain too much because I'm sure there's some Adolfs out there that had some complaints. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, sometimes the name gets ruined. Hopefully not a lot since. You've got some real cojones if you're naming your child Adolf these days. For sure. <laughs> you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get right into the news through our social media roundup. This first one is what you were referencing. Cole Anthony extended. We have a post here from Orlando Magic HQ with an extensive quote here from Cole Anthony. Let me read it to you, ladies and gentlemen. Main reason I really wanted to get this deal done for me is, one, I obviously I love it here, and I really think we could have a chance to build something. But for me, on a selfish side, play the game stress-free. Do what I love, have fun, and just not have to worry about no looming contract, whatever that is. Just go out there, know I'm cool for a few more years, just hoop and have fun. I mean... We love we love us some Cole Anthony Peach. What do you got there? You got a bag, my you got a bag yeah, too. Yeah, man, I, I got a bag of bags. I, I, yeah, I, I went to get my bag. He's got yeah. his bag. Right. You asked earlier how much this is a this is kind of what my bag was full of, just other bags. <laughs> yeah. But still, you gotta love that the guy went and got that bag and waited it out. You know, people talked about it all summer. What's gonna happen with Cole Anthony? Are we gonna do it? Are we not? And it was like most of us. I mean, we were in the camp of uh, yeah, we're gonna keep him. Why not? Like. Why is everybody questioning this? Yeah. And so I'm glad it just kind of came to fruition early in the season. There's no worrying about it. It's just a done deal, and it gives him the chance to have a clear head and play and hoop. And he's been hooping, so I think it's worked. Yeah. What do you, I, I, what do you think of the contract? Do you have any thoughts on on the way that shakes out? You you like that? I enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon. I enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon. I enjoy some Cole Anthony extension. I, I was also nervous, you know. Yeah, there it is. You're drinking right out of the Cole Anthony. I love it, Peach. Mm. I <laughs> I was worried about this going into the season because I was worried he'd ball out and command a much higher deal. I think a lot of us were really happy to see it come in at three years, thirty nine million dollar average annual value of th- about thirteen million. 
Um, and and also that last year is an, a team option. So Jeff Weltman worked his magic. Uh, I assume we'll hopefully you know keep that last year, but it is essentially right around the non-taxpayer mid-level, which is $12.4 million, which was probably the starting point for the negotiations. That type of contract basically says, hey, we consider you a high-level rotation player. And I think that's fair for Cole Anthony. And because mm-hmm. it's at that non-taxpayer mid-level exception, it's also a very tradable deal. A lot of teams could go in for that amount using their exceptions um, if down the road we wanted to trade this contract, which I'm not advocating for, but it is, it's a very reasonable deal. So I think a lot of people would love to have a Cole Anthony at that rate, but you know, we would too. So he's not going anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, it's that season. I'm loving myself some I enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon. nutmeg and cinnamon. And moving forward, it's really helpful to think about the machinations of how this is going to fit in to the larger picture. We have, you know, next year or this offseason, Franz is going to be up for his extension. The season following, it's going to be Paulo Bancaro, and then they're going to have to get inked to their, you know, first deals after their rookie contracts. Now, those guys could qualify for the 25% of the cap max extension for a rookie. They also have the potential to qualify for the 30%. You can only qualify for that 30% max extension off of your rookie deal if. The, one of these things happen. You are selected All-NBA in your first through third um, year or in your previous two seasons. Um, so, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I said that wrong. If you are selected All-NBA in your previous season or in two of the three pre, uh, previous seasons. So, if you think that Franz Wagner is going to be a guy who, I mean, I believe he was probably going to be all NBA, that's top 15 players in the eyes of the voters. He's got a shot at that in his third year, potentially. That would get him 30% of the Orlando Magic's salary cap. So that that gets – and if Paulo does the same thing, then you've got two guys eating 50 to 60% of your salary cap. Why that becomes so important is bird rights. You know, Larry Bird, it was so important to the NBA, and the NBA wanted to give the freaking Celtics whatever they wanted. They were going to lose their star. Oh, no, we have to help the Celtics. We're the NBA. We got ha, 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 Celtics. We fucking love them. <laughs> so they have the Bird exception, which allows teams to keep players that have been with them for three years for full Bird rights, um, no matter what their salary cap situation is. And so – it's great to see us inking players like Cole Anthony to this deal because he's a player whose full bird rights we have. So even mm-hmm. if in the future when we're trying to challenge for deep playoff runs and we're exceeding the salary cap, we're getting into the luxury tax, we can still, if the DeVos family wants to put up the money, re-sign Cole Anthony and go into the tax apron, go into either first or second tax apron mm-hmm. and keep him. If he wasn't, you know, a part of the team, you are more limited in who you can sign when you're over the certain tax thresholds. So I love that it's affordable. I think it's fair for Cole. Um, could he have gotten a little bit more if he held out? Yeah, but the man just wants to ball. And I respect the hell of that. So I'm really pumped to have Cole Anthony here for the next few years. Yeah, uh, full disclosure to everyone. Yep. Because of the way weird things are going while we're recording this show, I can't actually see Kyle. So if he made an inappropriate gesture, I can't sign off on it. 
I, I don't know what he's doing over there. I know he's got the sleeve of wizard, uh, but because I did see him once earlier when we were prepping, but now I got nothing but our logo over here on the right side. So I can't I'm just be held. nude. I'm nude, Pete. Yeah. Even if you're making a, if you're making a face while we're talking, I won't know. So just have fun over there, and I'll see you later. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go to our next topic in the social media roundup. We have some Paulo stats. This is from Wendell Epps, who's been covering at Epps underscore Wendell. He's been covering the team. It's his first year. I'm not sure what outlet he is. Let us know in the comments. He has a post here. Paulo's first four games of 22-23, 22.8 points, 7.5 boards, one and a half blocks. Paulo's first four games of 23-24, 12.5 points, 5.3 rebounds, zero blocks. Wendell writes, It hasn't been an ideal start for the 2023 Rookie of the Year, but the final game of a West Coast swing is a great chance for Paulo to find some rhythm. And we should say we're recording this after the Clippers game. This is Wednesday evening right now, so it's prior to the Jazz. So anything that happens in that, we do not know. Pish, what's your level of concern here for our young star, Paulo Bencaro? Uh, it's a little concerning, but it is the beginning of his sophomore season. Some mm -hmm. people have a full sophomore slump. I yep. hope that's not what's happening. This is kind of like a collection of his worst games last year. You yeah. know, still somewhat effective, but the the field goal percentage is just bad. You know, and it's yeah. like, how how can that improve? You'd like to hope that as the season goes on and he gets his legs underneath him and kind of you know gets back into it that that he'll have more of those twenty two and twenty three point efforts um, going forward. Just needs to you know, tighten it up a little bit, right? Like he's still yeah. getting the touches and he's still doing that stuff, still getting to the free throw line, but you got to make those, you got to do those things. And, and right now it's just not there, but it's four games. So, you know, I'm not putting up a white flag or even like a red flag. If it continues for another four games, then now, now I'm getting worried. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm willing to give the young man a little bit more time. But I, I'm really I'm getting pissed about this. And this post is from Orlando Tragic. And he's got a meme. I'm not sure what movie this is from. L looks like some Pixar. It's just a sad young boy looking into the camera. And Magic Fan says, Steve Kerr played Paulo out of position all summer. And I really think that that is coming home to roost, man. Like, I, I don't think that that can be understated in talking about the troubles that Paulo's been having. I know he also mentioned that the thumb which he that thumb injury which he got over the summer was still something he's feeling, although it's not wrapped or anything, so I don't think it's serious. I think more what's the issue is the young man was playing f the, the center position all summer. He was he was an afterthought in Steve Kerr's offense. And he should be one of the main pillars of our offense. So if you're going to try to tell me out there in the comments, and please tell me, I'd look, you know, I'm just a moron with a microphone. Tell me I'm, I'm completely off base right now. But if you're trying to tell me that playing a completely different position that uses a much different skill set and not getting the reps at what we're asking Paula to do on a night in and night out basis didn't affect him or isn't impacting what we're seeing in the beginning of this season, I'm going to go ahead and say I think you're freaking crazy because we, we've we seen how important an offseason, healthy offseason can be. 
We're going to talk about Jalen Suggs later, but he's like he's a different player right now. You can see that he's been working on the skills that help him be an important cog in this team. And when I look at Paulo Bancaro, he looks hesitant. He looks like he doesn't know where he's getting his shot. And I, I think that has to do with him playing, again, for Team USA, where there was no plays run for him. He wasn't looking for the shots. He was playing good defense, which everyone wants to talk about. Like, bro, I, I was that like, that wasn't a huge deal for me last year. I wasn't every for game recaps, like dang, the defense for Paulo really needs to step up. I didn't give a shit about that. I wanted to see Paulo Bancaro scoring 20 points. And like you said, you know, it's, it's troubling. He's been getting to the line, but he's shooting 53% from the line. So need to see that tick up. He did see a three point shot go in last game, but I mean, damn, the shooting woes are concerning. Get back to me at game 15, though. You're right, Peach. Let me let me do a deep exhale. Too early, but if we have to talk about this again next show, then that's starting to wonder. Right, right. And, and maybe it's too early for this to talk about the offense and the defense overall, but uh, we have a post here. We've used this meme before. It's the two-sided bus post. This is from... Awfully Al at Awfully Al hashtag Magic Together on the on the sunny side is watching the Magic play defense, and on the dark and foreboding side, it's watching the Magic play offense. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. The defensive rating according to the NBA stats is 103, second in the league behind the LA Clippers who we just played last night. The offensive right. rating is let's see i can't even see it i need to scroll do i need to scroll that's not good i'm scrolling i'm scrolling well i mean i i like it because part of the reason that the the uh i don't like watching the nba on a regular basis yeah. is because they don't play defense so at yeah. least our team plays defense so it's like bravo on that but yeah. honestly on offense it's like we're watching the same team we had last year. Like <laughs> right. it doesn't really look that different, right? Yeah. Like there aren't even any new players in the lineup. I think we're going to touch on that later. So it's yeah. kind of like it's Joe Ingles and uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's just running it back the same squad, which, you know, is fine. If you yeah. were already a multiple win team playoff team, obviously run it back. And I wanted us to run it back mostly untouched because I think these guys are going to take that next step up. Right. But, I'm seeing a lot of the same issues we had last year, um, and it, that's a little concerning to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're shooting 30% from three. That was that was surprising. I thought it would be worse, to be honest with you. We're still, you know, 45% from the floor. It's it's not great. 69% giggity giggity fr from the free throw line. Um, it, just the shooting woes. Like, I, how many game recaps? Did we have last year where we're like, yeah, it was a good game, but you know, they shot for 37% from beyond the arc and we shot 29%. So we lost the game. <laughs> That's, and that has come true. I mean, you, the Clippers game, it both teams were ice cold, but we just stayed ice cold. And at the end of the Lakers game, we just couldn't get a shot to fall and it's it's troubling, but again, just four games in. We'll see how these trends continue. I do like what I'm seeing out of Jalen Suggs. His shot looks real. Um, and, and the assist percentage that a lot of people want to talk about. The, the ball is moving more. Coach Mosley has talked about that a lot in the postgame. The assist numbers are up, 
which is heartening because we want to see ball movement. We want to see motion. We're seeing the the intelligent cuts, but we're just seeing a lot of guys miss open shots, man. We're seeing guys miss bunnies at the rim. Wendell and Paulo missed a, some real easy looks last time. So I'm banking on those to start, and I think we can rest our hat on this defense. I do think that that is real, uh, even though it's only been four games. The the How massive our team is, just our size, is overwhelming to, to teams. So I think that's going to be real. I think we have a top 10 defense here, Peach. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, and I think that's obviously – well, I mean, I haven't seen everybody's defense, so it's hard for me to compare to all the other teams. But True. clearly that's going to be the spot, like you said, where we hang our hat. And that, But that's what keeps a lot of teams that like might not be the most talented player-wise in games, right? That's why right. it's a team game, and that's what I like about our roster as opposed to a roster that just got a bunch of stars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's if, called a segue into this next thing about James Arden. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. I'll take the segue, and here we go. It was some other NBA news. The Sixers are acquiring. Well, I guess the big news is the Clippers are acquiring James Harden and PJ Tucker, and they are sending out Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, KJ Martin. I believe a first round protected draft pick from the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2026, I want to say, and then two second round picks as well. So you're getting a first and two seconds and a bunch of players for James Harden. Um, I, I just like, I can't believe anyone would want to give up a first round pick anymore for James Harden. And I certainly cannot believe that the Clippers wanted to give up a first-round pick for James Harden. I mean, people talk about us being guard-heavy. They've got – and I know, okay, they're, they're forwards technically, but Paul George and Kawhi Leonard handle the ball. They're, they're ball-centric forwards. They're, they play like guards to me. You got those two guys on the ball. Russell Westbrook as a, a ball handler and, and point guard. And now you're going to add another guard to that and think that that is going to – they're going to somehow share the rock and – that they're going to coalesce into a unit that is somehow going to take you to a championship. I, I just, I don't get it. Harden has been a, a dumpster fire pretty much everywhere he's gone. He played pretty well the first year in Philadelphia, and then he forced his way out. Um, before that, where he's been so many freaking places, I, I'm starting to lose track of him. And I love, I love the owner for the Clippers, man, Balmer. The Microsoft homie, like he's down to spend money. He is out there front row getting amped up with the fans about his team. You could tell he lives and breathes this stuff. That's the type of owner that I dream of. If if the DeVosses were to sell, I want him to sell to a dude like that or a lady like that. Like someone with money who's passionate, who's willing to put it up, put up or shut up. And, and and get guys in the door. I just don't think that this was a good choice for the guy that you want to overextend yourself. I mean, the Clippers can't have any freaking draft picks left for the next four or five years. They have an aging team, and if this shit doesn't work, you know James Harden is just going to and force his way out. 
Yeah, it's uh, it, it's not a great. I don't love the move, but I think I know what the Clippers are thinking here. They've got a collection of stars that struggles to stay healthy. You got to <laughs> assume with these four on the team that at least yeah. two will be good to go at all times, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Um. So that's something. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think the Clippers really gave up a ton here. Honestly, I don't yeah. feel like at the end of the day they're going to be super missing a lot of the things they got rid of. So it's kind of low risk and high possible reward for them. I, James Harden's best days now, it seemed like they're spent in the strip club where he is an all-star and the ladies of LA strip clubs are most excited, more excited about this than Clippers fans probably uh, because he is going to just be throwing that money all over the place as he's wont to do. And uh, I just don't know about this for, for the Clippers. I feel like sometimes, you know, you see these super teams built and it just doesn't work because there's not enough shots for everybody. And, You've got James is a pretty selfish guy. I feel like with the ball, he doesn't seem like he's a great teammate with his other dudes. And I, I just worry about, honestly, I don't find the Clippers to be anybody that like I find as a threat. I would never bet money on them to win the NBA championship. Cue them winning the championship in five <laughs> months. Right. <laughs> but like, I just don't, I don't, they're just there. Right. Like they're yeah. the other team in LA. So like they're trying to make noise and this is how they're doing it right now. You'd rather them do it with wins and a healthy Paul George and just, you know, playing good basketball and a healthy Kawhi. I'd like to watch that, but like yeah. you know, never seems like we get it. So like a little bit of sideshow, they got a new building there. They're trying to put asses in the seats. Uh, whatever. Yeah. I suppose you got to do what you got to do. I, I mean, yeah. That's enough on this. We don't even we don't need to spend any more show on James Harden. <laughs> Screw him. All right, talk to me about this one because I I loosely remember this. This is um, Pat Bev Orlando Magic HQ reposting this on their uh, Instagram. It looks like he was on a podcast and what? Oh, he's on his own podcast. And what was he saying about the Magic? Because I remember Paulo was asked a question about it. Well, the guy was uh, the guy that was talking to him was basically saying that the Magic have two players in the top 50. Now, uh, I think Franz came in at 54, maybe 58, so not quite top 50, but yeah. right around that. And obviously, Paolo was in the top 50. So then Pat Bev was like, "Oh, well, if you got two guys in the top 50, you should be winning games." And it was like, yeah, you know, we, we know because we're Magic fans. We're like, uh, we were winning games. We yeah, <laughs> won 12 more than we won last year. This is called. A process you know this is what's going on yeah. but it's going up it's getting better and in his mind he's just like well why weren't they in the playoffs then if they had two guys in the top 50 and it's like there's not that many teams in the nba right like they're all every team's gonna have at least one guy in the top 50 probably right yeah statistically yeah. and then it's not that crazy to think you'd have two yeah with the you know the amount of teams in the league yeah and, summer tanking you know. yeah yeah, yeah, right. So it's like, uh, yeah, some teams got to lose too, right? Like, it's just a weird take from him. I don't know why he felt like he needed to do it, but I guess that was his hot take of the week or whatever. And then Paulo responded in a very respectful way, um, basically just saying, you know, we'll, we'll see you out there. And I think that he's he's understanding that, like, you know, he's the kind of superstar that's easy to get behind because he's not out there, you know, getting excited every time he hits a three pointer or a big dunk, you know, he's not yeah. showy. He's just getting stuff done. And he's saying, you know, look, we'll see this guy when we play him and he'll, then he'll know who we are. And it's like, 
he does he even said he's like he knows who we are yeah like so i think he realized that he probably is just going for something viral here trying to hit that low-hanging fruit because the orlando magic are still not in the global conversation when people are talking about the nba you go to your average nba podcast the magic might not come up still so like he's thinking he can just take this swing and no one's going to call him on it but ah we're here <laughs> and we ain't having it, Pat Bev. You know I love me some Pat Bev. But yeah. he's he just sometimes has weird takes for weird takes. And look, I get it. You're a podcast. You gotta start some stuff once in a while to be interesting. You need to make some shorts. I get it. But yeah. in this case, Pat Bev, you are wrong and you will be proven wrong. I would yeah. think if Paula will have a big game when they play. Ooh, yeah. Just add that's bulletin board material. Maybe that's what Paulo needs. A little bit of bulletin board material. Mm-hmm. Let the hate motivate Paulo. Let the hate make you great. Let it flow through you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he's talking all this gas war. Like, didn't he? Wasn't he on the Bulls last year and they didn't make the playoffs? So what the? What, what's going on, Pat Bev? And I had to Thanks look to up. Thanks to us, by the way, because we yeah, traded him there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had I had to look up what team he's on. He's on the 76ers, so he's going to be playing with Marcus Morris and Robert Covington now. And right. they're they're not going to do anything. I don't. It's a don't... great move for Philly, by the way. We didn't talk yeah. about that, but I think they're That's the winners fair. of the deal. They got rid of James and they added. And a fir- they got a first round pick. They got some some capital that they can use to put something next to. I think that's an in between move for them. Um, and maybe Pat Bev will be on the way out because I don't think he's always as big of a factor as he thinks he is. So mm-hmm. we'll see just how big of a factor you are, Mister Bev. You know who is a you know who is a big factor? Mm. Dwight Howard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's been factoring large into some small places. Um, that he's come into the news because he has, you know, he has some, a civil, like a litigation going on where a guy, uh, is, uh, claiming that he was assaulted by Dwight Howard and to Dwight Howard's credit, he's like, screw that. I'm, I'm fighting this. He knows that this is going to bring his personal and sexual life into the, the limelight. And I think maybe that's what this gentleman was planning on. I'm not taking sides. I'm not saying what did or did not happen, but it just looks a little suspect. Cause this is like a year later after the interaction that he had with Dwight Howard, it just seems odd to me. Um, and I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical, but we'll, we'll let it play out in the legal system. But I respect the hell out of Dwight Howard for saying, no, I'm going to, we're going to do this and I don't care what, what goes on. And when people ask him about it, he says, where I lay my wood is my business. And I, I think we all know where he, where he lays the wood. I just, I mean, I can't, it, it might be, that's a big man. Like that's a big man. My butthole is small. Like, I don't think that is, that's a big, I can't imagine what someone would have to go through. Now, I don't want to be stereotypical. I'm not saying, trying to say just because he's a big man, he has a big unit. That's not fair. All right. Cause that's a pressure that, that people put on us. All right. We got men, we got to be okay without whatever our penis size is. Okay. And I, maybe I'm making an assumption here and maybe this has gone off the rails. All right. I didn't think I was going to have a penis pedestal right now. But I think it's okay. No matter your size or your shape, whatever it is, hey, we all got one. But I can't imagine that you don't need something like maybe some numbing cream or something when Dwight Howard's back there. Or maybe he's not. 
Maybe he's on the bottom. Maybe he likes his posterior to be tickled. I don't know. Peach, start talking so I, I can uh, stop. I, I was thinking that he was talking about whether he's making an indoor or outdoor fireplace, but I guess you took the woods in a different direction. So. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think it's uh, it's interesting of Dwight to be able to take that uh, and be, be stand up for himself, yeah. even though he knows that it might – paint him in a, in a different kind of light but I, I think uh i don't know much about dwight he's yeah. he's always seemed like a kind of a weird cat and yeah. uh if you were trying to hide a secret like that then that would be difficult and could make you seem weird and odd but he's always been seemed like a fun loving dude and doing his thing so i mean hey man wh whatever it is wherever that wood that you're laying is it is your business and uh i'm not i don't want to get involved in his business i'm just i just want him to be happy and uh hopefully he this uh, issue can get solved positively. That's, that's all I wish for him. Yeah, I do. You know, and to, to wrap it up on a slightly more serious note, I do respect that Dwight Howard is now, even though he's not speaking publicly about his sexuality, he knows that it's clearly out there. And so he himself is out there as, you know, with his sexuality, whether it's whatever it is, it's against the norm. And, and that's not something that's easy as a man to talk about. That's not, especially not easy in the sports arena to talk about. So I think, you know, kudos to him for that. I, I hope whatever is going on it, legally, everyone is whole and everyone was okay. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's all we have. Do you have any more rants, any more things that you want to get off your chest or onto your chest, ladies and gentlemen, in the comments, you can put it down there. <laughs> where you lay your comment is your business <laughs> okay let's let's that was magic adjacent you know one of our legends according to magic player history the best orlando magic of all time so it, it was it was in the arena of the magic let's now bring it a little bit closer to home with the new city edition jerseys are these the city edition jerseys i get it confused we got the city edition then we have like the throwback these are the city edition and it's the kingdom on the rise. We saw we see Paulo and Franz rocking these. The navy blue, black, and silver. Orlando with the star in the middle. Um, how you feeling about P these, Peach? I know you are quite the Jersey juggernaut, the connoisseur, if you will. How do these land for you, sir? They land right in a pile of trash. I... <laughs> These are so bad that, like, even this picture, they couldn't even get Franz and Paolo to smile. <laughs> they look disappointed to be in it. That one for Apollo is a schmedium. Um, and it's just dark blue and black do not go together. I don't know how many times we have to point this out. Those are two opposing things, right? Like, if you're dressing up nice, right, you got dark blue on, you go with a brown belt. You can't wear a black belt there, right? you <laughs> got to make a choice. Yeah. You cannot put those two things together. And they're... <laughs> doing this again where last year it was like this weirder darker blue and now yeah. it's this dark blue again and it seems like it's a little brighter but like hey bro make it our color our right? colors the, our color you make this jersey our color eh, all right whatever yeah. i'm not offended but what is this color scheme it's not connected to the city of orlando for a city edition jersey i get the kingdom thing i'm on board with that i love that yeah i love that idea but this branding around it, it's not jar. I didn't like them last year. Wouldn't buy one. 
same for, same for this year. I think those are trash. Like, especially when you've laid out that throwback jersey we have, which is nice, very yeah. nice. Yeah. It's a beautiful jersey. If you've got money to spend on a jersey this year, go that way instead of this way. And hell, our class, our regular everyday jerseys, the black ones or even the white ones are better than these things. Yeah. So like, please send the message that there's way. I love jerseys and I like it when teams take a stab at making a new jersey, but a lot of them stink lately. A lot of the NBA team ones this year stink. We need to cut the shit. So people need to stop buying them, right? I can't believe I'm going to stand here and tell people to not buy jerseys, but don't buy these. Don't make them feel like this is okay and what they're doing is right. You didn't, people didn't like the orange jerseys. I was okay with the last set of them, but I didn't yeah. like the first few either. Yeah. If you really didn't like them, you got to you gotta put your foot down and say, I'm not going to take it anymore. Right. <laughs> and if we don't do it, then there's going to be another kingdom Jersey next year. And some sort of dark blue bullshit's going to roll out and they're going to be like, check it out, everybody. Ugh, we get a court to match. And it's like, okay, but who's that for man? Who? Yeah, it's not for me. It shouldn't be for you. Anyone who's in those comments saying they like it is on the Orlando Magic payroll or thinks they're getting a free one from the team. And I won't have any other opinion on it because you're lying if you say you like it. I, but what do you think? I don't know. Maybe you're gonna prove <laughs> I me like wrong, it. But... I love it. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it looks. I mean, you might like it because it looks a lot like a Dallas Cowboys basketball jersey to me. Yeah, yeah. I am a Cowboys fan, so. For from that perspective, I guess I could like it. If I'm going to say the redeeming factors, they at least have the star as the A, which is a great mm -hmm. starting point for any Magic jersey. I like the number font a lot more with this. Um, it's kind of this like inside-out, trace 3D almost looking thing. But I don't like this font. This font reminds me of New Orleans. I don't understand the association with this font. Whenever I see that type of font, I immediately think New Orleans. It's... Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people, they have this same font on their regular jerseys. So I don't understand why we're using it. And I hate the chainmail thing. I think it's still on there. It's in between. It's very light, but I, I still is. think it's it's in there. And I it looks like a chain link fence. It doesn't look like chainmail. I like the slogan of Kingdom on the Rise. There's probably a cooler way to bring it into the jersey. I'm not 100% on that. Oh, how you do that exactly but i just don't like just this i could live with this if it was our our royal blue color i i'd be down i would get one probably even with the chain mail i could think about it okay i mean i like the concept of the chain mail it's just they're they're not getting there because like you right. said it looks like a fence like it's just yeah. not uh, well you gotta go tell your artist to, to make chain mail instead of fence like just do it better <laughs> and and if you're gonna go with this whole kingdom thing right yeah hey hey what about a silver jersey? What about that? You know that gray, mm. like like a knight's armor, right? Mm. That's actually one of our our colors through the star, yeah. in the gray and the silver. Why not go with that? When we have never had one of those, right? Like let's We've, we had that gray short sleeve jersey, right? That was and that was, was terrible, yeah. mostly because of the short sleeves, <laughs> right, right, right. But like, why not run one of those? If you go the gray and the chainmail, and you make it look kind of like a knight's armor or something like that, hey. That that's fulfilling your narrative that you're creating for the rise of the kingdom, and it looks good and it's consistent with team color scheme. I, I come on, I just don't know what are we doing here. Yeah, yeah. Can can we please get it together? All right, last one, last one. You you love the NBA on TNT, and I must confess that I'm a little ignorant. I don't I don't watch that 
often. You love that crew. And Charles Barkley was asking some some pointed questions to the commissioner, Adam Silver, recently. This is one of them. He asked them pointedly about the domestic assault and, and players with domestic assault. And then he asked them, he, he made, brought up this point, if you're making $30, $50 million to play basketball four days a week, man, if you can play, shut the hell up and play. Talking about the resting situation. I mean, I, is this, I honestly think though, Peace, I think this is a little overstated. I think this is a little overstated how much like players have number one say in the decision and the attitude that like they don't want to play or they're saying I'm not playing today because I'm not feeling any good. I really don't think the players have, I don't think they have jack to do with it if I'm being a hundred percent honest. And I think this narrative from Charles and, and others is a little played out. I don't think that players are really making the decision to do so you know, maybe once in a while, LeBron James around the All-Star break, he takes an early vacation. But I don't know. I, I, I don't see it happening as often as as to warrant how big this issue is around the league. It, it Chuck is coming in from it from the old school when I started watching basketball and when I started watching most sports for that matter, right. where it's like, is your player on your team? Check. Yes. Is he one of the best players on your team? Check. Okay. Is yeah. he hurt? No. Okay. Then should be in game. Yes. Yes. Always. Always. Those are always the things that go together. And so it's amazing that they don't because they're trying to like watch the wear and tear. Like we watch guys have legendary careers in the NBA where they did play every game. Sometimes maybe when they shouldn't have, and they were actually hurt and should have sat out, but they had grit. They had heart. They wanted to work harder. Maybe it's a generational thing as the younger generations want to work less and get things handed to them. And, and it's just sort of like, mm, it's not a great look. I like the people who are in the lineup. I have to disagree with you. I think yeah. that there are players. I think the players can go and say, no, I'm playing. I'm good to go. Like, I don't want to sit, but they're not some that may not hold true for all players of the NBA. So please don't think that I think all players can make that call. But I think there are certain players who do. We've seen Franz Wagner play a ton for us yeah. in games that never mattered. And yeah. I know that's because he wants to play. I'm sure there are games they would have held him out of because we held pe we held people out for many years, whether they needed it or not. In fact, we're doing it again this year, apparently. And <laughs> do you want to talk I, about so that? Just, do you want to talk about that? I do. He's one of those guys that's yeah. like this. Are you ready to go? Did you have a full off season? Because that's all I heard about is how right. he's healthy and he's got yeah. a blah, blah, blah. And you're not playing even 20 minutes a game. Right. He's not a starter. He's not logging huge minutes. You're a backup off the bench. Yeah. And you you're skipping a game. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And I usually don't use the F word on the show here, but no. I'm mad about it. Like yeah. you're trying to get me back into this guy and you're already pulling him back out for right. no reason, apparently. So that I'm with Chuck. I just feel like if you're healthy and you really care about this game and you want to play, then you go out there. And I think it's not good for the NBA when they have all those players who are in and out of the lineup because people pay. Look, I've seen the prices of tickets now. We'll yeah. talk about it more later. Yeah. But like, you know, when the Mavs are playing somebody with a star on the team, those prices, the tickets, they go way up. 
Right. And if that guy doesn't play, you still paid that. You don't get that refund. Right. So like, you know, I get that, you know, guys can be hurt and, you know, that's always a risk you take when you're buying a ticket, but Hey man, you know, when, when the Clippers come to town with this new foursome, right. if only one of them was playing, you'd feel pretty gypped. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's happened too much over the last, you know, five to 10 years in the NBA and it gets disappointing. And it's like, well, you've got a long 82 game season. You expect us to watch it. And these guys aren't even playing half the time. So even a third of the time they're not playing, which is too much. If you're healthy right. and you're good, you play. Yeah, I, I just don't I don't I don't get it. So I'm with Chuck on that. But I love the way he was balls out and asked the commissioner whatever he wanted to say. Obviously, he's got a little bit of immunity there because mm. he's Charles Barkley. What are they do going to do? Get rid of him. But he did it in a respectful way. He wasn't like, you know. He just wanted to know things and he he asked the questions and to be fair, the, the commissioner answered them. So Yeah, it's it's interesting because you talked about the generational thing too, and um it's interesting to me the generational part of it is I don't go to a magic game to see necessarily a particular player. I guess if you know maybe if in the future we're resting like Paulo on back to backs, if we were doing stuff like that. I would be pissed. I go for the team, though. I think more and more, though, when I talk to my students, they're looking at players. So you ask the question if I went to a game, you know, late Clippers versus Magic, and two of those four quote-unquote stars weren't playing, I'd be fucking pumped because I'd be like, oh, all right, it's, it, hopefully this can be an easier win for us. I wouldn't be like, oh, man, I wanted to see James Harden. But I think the newer generation of kids, it's really star, stars-based, and it's a stars-based league. So I think there are a lot of people out there that are – buying tickets because they want to go see the stars. So your point is well taken more, you know, if we want to parlay this into a little bit of Jonathan Isaac getting rest on the back to backs after playing, what was it like a whopping 10 minutes? Um, I don't necessarily put the blame on him. Like I don't necessarily put the blame on players for this situation, but I am a little pissed off that all we heard in the off season was that, J.I. was healthy. All signs go. All lights green. He's going to go. He's going to do it. And we're still seeing these minutes restrictions. We're still seeing him rest on back-to-backs. And I think back to a, you know, a point that you've made in the past. It's like at some point, if, you're, if you got that dog mentality and you, just, and you love basketball and you really want to be in the game – you got to say enough is enough and say, no, fuck this. I'm playing. I'm getting on the court. And and how much how much are we going to just continue to slow play this? We've done that in the past. It hasn't happened. At some point, Jonathan Isaac is either going to be able to play basketball or he is not. All right. He's not a valuable player playing eight minutes a game. I mean, at mm-hmm. he does some great things in those eight minutes, but – I'd rather have another player who is playing more minutes and can really get into the flow of the game and we can depend right. on instead of having a guy who is that. Now, hopefully he ramps up, but, and again, not necessarily his fault, but all the communications we heard were, hey, no, I don't, I haven't heard about any minutes restrictions. I'm good to go. Okay. Uh, from the team, it was like, yep, he's good to go, but apparently not. I don't know. Yeah, you can't come out and say that a guy is green lighted all the way, ready to go, and then hold them out on something. You go ahead and if you if you want to continue to lie to us, right. make up another lie and say, oh, he tweaked his ankle or something like that. You know, just 
do that, I guess. But like, this is where my question has always come in where it's like, I do believe that certain players can just say, no, I'm fine. I want to play. And I feel like he's been with this team long enough, held out more than enough to the point where if he feels like he can play, he should go to them and be like, yo, I can play. Right. Let me play. Let let me like, let me play. You you can't keep me in the cage anymore. Right. I'm done. I want to play. So it makes me feel like he's not saying that. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. But that's the vibe I get because you can't tell me that they would tell him he can't play if he's good to go with all the games he's already missed. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And when you hold that against Franz Wagner, like you said, who we see, like you're like, damn, he rolled his ankle bad. And then like the next mm-hmm. game he's in yeah. and you're like, exactly. okay, <laughs> I guess he's just the man. Um, maybe that's not fair. Franz is just, he's the wonder kid. We can't hold everybody to the same standard. <laughs> All right, let's now go into a game we have not played in a while. Fact or fiction, we have three statements, and we must say whether they are fact or they are fiction. So, Peach, we will get it started with, you know, the this statement here. The start to the season has been a disappointment, Peach. Four games, we just dropped two heartbreaking ones. It's been ugly. Has uh, this been a disappointment for you, sir? Nope. Fiction. Four games, two and two. 500 yeah. basketball. Yeah. Maybe we should have. Yeah, because I have the same answer. It's fiction. Yeah. We wanted a 500 team, right? At the beginning of the year, we're like, yeah, this team could be 500. So. Yeah, fi- 500 is a jump for our squad still. Yeah. So, you know, and that's right around where you're talking about playoffs, play in, whatever. Um, do I love the way that it went down? All right. Maybe not, but like right. to be, have four games and to have this West coast road trip at the beginning of the season before your team's fully gelled, maybe together, that's a lot tougher. So yeah. I'm not great. I'm grading on a little bit of a scale, but I'm still good with two and two. Right. Yeah. No, when you look big picture, this is exactly where we wanted to, well, maybe not exactly where we wanted to be, but end, end of the year, I'm predicting, you know, 42 and 40, something like that. So we're well on pace, especially if we get a win against the Jazz, it's all looking good. Now, the way in which these losses have been ha- happening, which you mentioned, is a little alarming, maybe disappointing. I- I'm a little bit disappointed in what I've seen from Paulo Bencaro. I'm, you know, a little bit disappointed, even less so, but in what I've seen from Franz Wagner. I expected these guys to really take some serious leaps and be dominating games a little bit more than we've seen. So from that respect, I understand why we have a, a quite a bit of hyperbole out there in the Orlando Magic community and quite a bit of hand-wringing over these last two losses. A lot of people pulling their hair out and, and, and woe is me and what's going on. But let's, let's practice patience. We don't, we don't need to change it up just yet. Mm-hmm. Another thing that maybe has been a little disappointing for some is the very few glances that we've had at the rookies. So the next statement is, it's concerning that the rookies have not played legit minutes. I think this is fact for me. I'm going to go out and say it. I, I said it at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to stick to it. I don't see the runway, as Jeff Weltman likes to say, for these players, particularly Anthony Black. 
we are talking about and we are frustrated by the continued lack of shooting on our team. Anthony Black is a dynamic defender, amazing athlete, really smart, positionally aware, just fantastic in that respect. Handles the ball very well, huge guard, great to have. If you don't already have Markel Fultz, who brings a lot of those same facets to the game. It's concerning to me that he's not going to be getting game minutes. I don't know where does that come from. And same thing with Jet Howard. What exactly is his runway or path to success? Joe Ingles has been playing over him. You know, that was our big free agent pickup. Gary Harris is still in the lineup. Those guys are established. They're veterans. Even a guy like Caleb Houston is maybe coming off the bench prior to Jet Howard. So where exactly is the runway for these guys? Are we going to see him at all this year? I think that is a concern for me. I think it is. I mean, you can't pick a guy, two guys that high in the draft and just have them disappear. Um, hmm. So I, I think that's right now a fact for me, Peach. What, what about you, sir? I am – I agree with everything that you just said, but I'm going to say fiction because – Right now, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a team that's trying to win, yeah. right? We're trying to put the best guys out there and get things done. Now, for the last couple of seasons, we've seen, you know, guys getting a lot of run to look at them, to see what, they're, what they've got to do. We don't have those minutes right now because we're trying to win. So you're seeing Gary Harris play and you're seeing Joe Ingles play. And if their play wasn't good, then I think maybe you'd see those guys get a little bit more time. But their play has been good gary harris has been great i would argue yeah um so that's not there right now and i think we're trying to establish ourselves as a team that's going to compete for stuff so we're going with the veterans that can get things done these guys are they're raw man they're raw meat and they can be they could be you know uh they need to be seasoned steak. they need to be they need you know, to be tenderized or, yeah or, or they could end up being a minute steak or yeah. like some ground beef and a taco bell taco or or they could end up being something nice at uh you know one of the high-end steakhouses but they have plenty of time to sit there watch the game i remember when jalen suggs was injured in his rookie year yes and how much headier a player he was after when he came back mm. from all the time he sat on the bench watching so i don't think this them sitting on the bench is going to be bad for them i think they're going to still get stuff out of it they're young, they're hungry, they're going to get a chance at some point, and they'll be there. Right now, they're kind of seeing how things are done, and at some point when there's when there's holes, maybe then Mose will start reaching down the bench and, and letting them get some runs. So it's, yeah. it's early yet. I, I get the concern, I do, because normally when you draft two guys that high, you'd like to think, well, one's in the starting lineup, right? Or, right. oh, at least one's coming off the bench. Nope, but it, it is what it is. These guys are going to have time to mix in at some point if like a joe ingles isn't playing well or you know gary harris tweaks an ankle or something like that i mean there's there's always going to be chances for these guys to get in there but right now they're just seeing the nba for the first time they're still young and seeing this from the you know they're just still learning all the ins and outs of the game so i'm cool with it. it it's not super concerning yet i think if they continue to only get like three minutes or five minutes here just the garbage time all season then I'd be concerned, but there's plenty of time for these guys to mix in as we go forward. But I like that the magic is saying, look, we're going to play our guys and we're going to try to win games and we're going to do the, put the best team on the court that we have right now. 
and that that's what we're seeing. Winning time, baby. Winning time. Okay, uh, last fact or fiction, piece. This one, the rotations should be changed. The reason we have this one on here is there's been a lot of hullabaloo about Jalen Suggs, about a guy we just mentioned, Joe Ingles, and I've seen on Magic Twitter already people calling for Jalen Suggs to be out of the starting lineup. Gary Harris is playing so well. He needs to be in the starting lineup. Don't we need that shooting and that spacing there? Yes, I agree. But this is fiction, ladies and gentlemen. We have four games of data right now. We need to see this out for at least 15 to 20 games to see what we have and to let Coach Mosley see what these rotations can grow into. Um, I, I really love what Jalen Suggs has brought. I honestly think he's probably been my best player on the starting lineup. I know he you know, missed the final shot the other night and maybe you thought he was too aggressive in going to the hole, but – He's at least taking the shots. Like I would love to see some more of that out of Paulo Bancaro. Jalen Suggs is the only guy out there, and maybe Markel Fultz at times that doesn't look scared. Like he's he's going for it, a hunt, you know, balls to the wall as you expect him to do. And he is being disruptive as all get out. Next time, I'll bring a bunch of statistics to bore the shit out of you, Peach. Don't worry, I don't have them right now. It's just the good old eye test, which I know you love. But I mean, he is. He's getting in everywhere, man. He's he's getting rebounds that he shouldn't. Stripped Anthony Davis of the ball to give us another possession and another shot at winning that game last night or a, cu- a couple nights ago. Um, against the Clippers, they're all melding together. This might have been against the Lakers. Oh, this was against the Lakers. He he goes in to, to you know, maybe not the great idea. Maybe he should have kicked it to an open shot. He goes in, tries to get the layup, tries to get the foul, doesn't get it, but comes down with the board and, and then goes out to the three-point line to try to get another shot. I love a guy that's trying to make winning plays, and I think Jalen Suggs is doing that. He's been so disruptive on the defensive side of the ball. His shot is looking much better. It's not maybe where it needs to be. Uh, and if you're comparing him to Gary Harris, who has been playing well um, and had an amazing game against the Lakers, which is on fuego, but I, I think this is Jalen Suggs' time. We need to stick with him. He brings a much more disruption than Gary does, even though Gary's a very good defender. So I think we stay put with the rotations. And if you want to talk about Joe Ingles, I think he needs to get his legs under him a little bit. You know, he he came back from the ACL what in the middle of like last year, I believe, last season. I don't think he had a full season last year. So mm-hmm. it normally takes like a year of play to fully come back from that ACL. He should be getting there you know, about halfway through this season. So I think there's still a little bit of acclimation happening with Joe Ingles, but I really like what he brings in terms of leadership on the floor. I see him constantly communicating with people. If if the play doesn't go our way, he's bringing guys together in the huddle. He is a very good distributor. He's made some nice passes. We haven't seen as much shooting from Joe Ingles as I'd like. I thought he was a 40% uh, three-point shooter. Can he get some more shots, please? Like, Mm -hmm. can we get him some more shots, please? Um but let's let's hold pat. Let's stay pat. The only thing, okay, this is this is my big thing, Peach. Give me some freaking Goga minutes, please. I like Moritz Wagner, but I'm sick of all these teams just offensive rebounding all over us. Like I really would like a center who can rebound the ball. Wendell Carter Jr., great defender, very solid foundation. I took his over in rebounds, eight and a half rebounds and a parlay the other night. 
the man gets eight rebounds from a center. He played like 30-some-plus minutes. Come on, man. You're killing me out here, Wendell. Peach, I cede the floor to you, sir. <laughs> Is this fact or uh, fiction? I think it's fiction. It's four games, right? So you got to see what's working and what's not. And I think I'm going to almost – I'm going to use – sort of the point I just made about the rookies, but like this is a, this is a moment where we're taking a look at Jalen Suggs as the starter, right? Yeah. That is one of the things we're sampling right now. Otherwise we are pretty much just running out the same team with a side of Joe Angles. So like <laughs> w- the one thing we are testing that's new is Jalen Suggs as a starter. Yeah. Let's see what he's got. I want a bigger sample than four games. So let's hold off on that. Now, look, if, if tomorrow we were playing a game seven for the NBA championship, Okay, maybe I'm looking at Gary Harris for some more minutes tonight. But that's not the case. This is game five of the 82-game NBA season. So let's have a better, bigger look at Jalen Suggs. It's one of the only new things going on right now. Mm-hmm. So let's just let that play out. Mose, you've seen him the last couple of years. He likes to find a way to work his rotation, and he needs a bigger sample size too, I can tell. he It probably will change. I don't think it needs to change right now. Not today. Yeah, not today. Not today. I mean, we've only I we've only seen the four games, and I've barely seen the last two. Man, these West Coast games are freaking killing me, man. I'm out here like watching them in the morning when I'm at work, and I'm not getting any work done. It's it's not good. It's not good. It's hurting the children. Can we stop this? Can we stop this? Can we come it's back east? It's hurting the children, <laughs> for God's sakes. All right. Um, okay, we're about to go into our large ending, so don't go anywhere. But I do want to give one final shout-out to our all-star and second cousin supporters over on the Patreon, Magic Player History, Bulby the Dawn, Paolo and Franz's Warmth, Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, 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 Drum Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Connor and Yachty. And again, if, if you want to buy us a beer, five bucks a month, it's going to go to all the expenses we have. Again, we have about you know just under $100 a month of expenses, and then we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. We're going to be announcing Court Cousins Night again coming up, which we always do a bunch of giveaways and exciting things for. Don't oh. <laughs> is that the uh, the magic photo when they were signing the guy with their draft board on the on the in the background piece? Is that what's happening right now? Do you have Court Cousins Night on back a little there? bit? If you want to hit the zoom, you can find it. <laughs> well, God, don't do it. Um, but yeah, you know we're we're scaling back our interactions on on the uh, Patreon. We're not going to be doing the video hangs anymore for now. But I'm going to still try to get some content up there. You know, I asked some questions about you know, what getting some suggestions for things to include in the show, that type of stuff. Uh, it's going to be a little bit lower engagement, but we still really appreciate the help if you can to spread this Orlando Magic content. And if you can, just like and subscribe and all that jazz. So, Peach, all that Utah jazz. <laughs> oh, we need to get up all of in that Utah jazz. I will be concerned, and maybe we'll have to go back to that disappointment factor fiction. If we lose this jazz game, my alarm bells are gonna start warming up. Maybe. Mm. No, that's a lie. That's a, that's too much, Kyle. All right, Peach, you got the belt. You got the uh, the button ready. Yeah, hang on. Where did I put it? Oh, it's up here. Okay, push that button. There it goes. <laughs> 
Okay, Peach, we just passed Halloween. This is the Halloween spooky episode. Kyle's in a mm-hmm. wizard stoom. Did you stoom? Did you wear a costume? I did stoom for a little while at work. We had a big thing where everybody decorated their areas of the offices and kids came in. Oh. I didn't get to participate because it was over so fast, but I did have a stoom at work. I had my hot dog outfit that I wore and then I put my Rangers hat on and I was a ballpark Frank. Perfect. So whatever. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I know you're a big stoom guy. Yes. Love uh, stoom. What is the best one that you've put on? What, I mean, by the way, stoom. Love yeah. that shortening for Kyle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. I don't thank think it's the first time I'm using it, and I'm I'm on board. So. <laughs> it feels <laughs> good when it hits your lips. Here. Yeah, it feels good. Um, I man, I really slayed when I was a child. Like as a child, I didn't just do the stoom. I was the stoom. So you know, I I went as a that, mime, that, was which was amazing because I wouldn't say shit and I would just be like, you know, and I'm just a fucking kid out here. And a go-to was just like nerd Urkel. I was you know big into what not uh, what's the Family Matters. Family Matters. Thank you, sir. Um, so I would just rock the Urkel suspenders, big old glasses. I had this corny little boombox I would pull around and be like, hey, did I do that? I need some candy. You know, I would just. As a kid, I was really in the part, and um, okay. so I think I'd have to go with um, my best performance was probably mime. I said nothing all night. My parents probably loved it. They're like, "Damn, this gets the kid to show." How did you mime trick or treat? What do you do there? Are you holding a sign? What's the story? Yeah, yeah, I'd, you know, give me. Okay. Give me, you know, trick hey, if, or... if you got candy, then it might be one of the best performances of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a little jealous, Peach. You've been going to some live sporting events, a lot of hockey I'm seeing. I saw some baseball in there. So I want to know, what was the best live sporting event you've been to recently, sir? Uh, Well, I've really mostly just been to hockey. Pops and I, on his last night here, we went to the watch party for Game 7 of the ALCS in the ranger stadium which was a really cool experience but we weren't like actually at the game but it was it was a it was a cool thing to be a part of because the rangers won everybody's very celebratory and it was a cool way for my dad to see the stadium because he'll never come here during the summertime to see a a rangers game so this was it so uh but i I think uh opening night for the stars was pretty special Mm. um it was pretty fun to uh it was my my first game uh of the season as a like you know i'm in now like i'm yeah. well weaved in last year when i got here during the playoffs i didn't know a lot of people's names within that now i know everybody like they yeah. shoot the bench and i'm like i know that guy and i know this guy and i know the guys making the ice and it's like it just i feel more integrated with it so i think that was cool and pops was here so that made it a fun experience we had some really good tickets too we got we got the hook up and we were down a little lower than, than usual so that was that was a good time i'm gonna go with that one Hell but yeah I, I didn't get to game one or two of the World Series, and, and if, the, if this one nothing score holds up right now in the seventh, I may not get a chance to go to a World Series game here because the ticket prices are ranging from $2,000 to $1,500, depending on which stadium you're in. Um, yeah. And even the standing rooms were coming in at 373 on the low end. Standing Damn. rooms. Standing room in Texas is pretty solid, but that's a lot for a World Series game, especially when it's not like your favorite team. Like, it's a tough right. game tough to sell out what what but what is the biggest ticket price you've ever paid because i know you're bougie about where you sit um i think uh the biggest price i've paid not crazy man i haven't done anything crazy but i did take advantage of 
when the 76ers were in their rebuild, I happened to be in Philadelphia and I was just online looking at the tickets and I was like, oh shit, I can sit like behind the bench right now for a couple hundred dollars. I think it was like just over 200 bucks, but I was four rows from the court and I, I couldn't pass it up. So I think that is the craziest I've paid for a ticket. I did drop like 400 and something dollars for a Broadway show coming up for two tickets. So if we're including that, yeah, it's around the around the 210, 250 range. Yeah. Okay. I All won't right. go higher. That Higher than that is crazy. I do want to sit courtside at some point, but damn, I don't know. We're going to see. Okay. Th- it's good to know where the limit is. Okay. So you dressed up as a hot dog, but yep. Peach, you've been in your apartment for how long now? Has it been? Mm-hmm. How long has it been? Six months? Uh, it's been about five and a half months. Five so. and a half. Have you cooked yet? Like almost every day. Really? I cook all the time. Who is this person, ladies and gentlemen? This is not my cousin. I think in the year that we lived together, I saw you cook. I can't think of it, actually. I don't know if I saw you cook. The only times I really cooked was when you guys were gone. Okay. All right. So you just but, need to be, do you cook in the nude? Is that why I never saw you? You need to be in your well, elevator. I have done that, but yeah. <laughs> but that's dangerous. So you yeah. gotta watch out. That oh. stove is like right at crotch height for me. It's not worth the risk. Um, but no, I, I just like to, uh, a lot of times when I do cook, it is at, at an oddball hour. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to make noise. Is some of that is going on there, but I didn't really keep a lot of grocery at your house either. Uh-huh. Like that was, but this is more of me like saving money, being thrifty. You know, I, I get, I always have a carton of eggs in there. That's one of my go-tos. You know, I'm not cooking anything fancy. Here. Right. right no, yeah. Better meals going on over here. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, cooking things and making myself okay. things pretty regularly. Although I will say, okay. because we talked about it last last show, and it was like the title of the show. My toaster was not in <laughs> the things that my dad brought me. <laughs> so I still do not have a toaster, but I'm going to go get one this weekend. I don't know where that is, man. I don't me see either, a toaster man. in the house. I heard about that, though, and I knew you were just so <laughs> forlorn. I felt so badly with that when... Your uncle, when my uncle, your father, told me that. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious. Hey, last up. Yeah. I've always come on this show. Yeah. With everybody, I'm totally honest at all times, right? Yeah. That's that's who I am. That's what I do. Couldn't do anything different. Yeah. I am going to ask you this question, knowing that I'm exposing myself here. Right. How many quarters of Orlando Magic basketball have I watched this season? It's it's low, ladies and gentlemen. It's low. I think um, four four games, sixteen right. total. We're not including the preseason. I already had that right. I think you've been, you've been so busy with the beginning of hockey season and stuff, and your schedule's been crazy. I think you've seen one game of action, maybe spread out. I don't know, but I'm gonna say four quarters. Okay, that's incorrect. Oh, <laughs> is it too high or too low? It's actually lower. It's actually lower. <laughs> but I still watched enough uh, videos and, and right. read some articles, and I would check the box score every day. Yeah, and yeah. actually, thanks to the guys over at Orlando Magic HQ for keeping me up to date on some stuff. Um, you know, just trying to get it in small doses when I can, but I haven't had time to like sit and watch a full game yet. Wow. Um, I, I started one of the games the other night 
and fell asleep during it. Um, so I, <laughs> I think you can probably count one quarter, but mm, it's debatable. <laughs> and I ask myself this question every well, once an episode, it seems. What am I doing? What, how? What? How? I have an Orlando Magic podcast with this man, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. If you don't think you're diehard enough, if you don't think you're an insider enough, <laughs> you too can start your own Orlando Magic <laughs> podcast. Hey, I'm just saying, you didn't have any idea until we got to this part of the show that that was the case. And yet, still, I knew enough to get through. And, and did it give me a little anxiety this week? It sure did. <laughs> but, like, trying to find a way to wedge watching these games in, like, I want to enjoy it when I watch the game. I don't want to force it in. And right. I did try to force it in the other night and fell asleep during it and was like, you know what? Go get some rest, big dog. Yeah. And hey, we still brought out the energy for the show and I got it done. And I'm going to do better in the future. <laughs> this I promise to you. <laughs> I think you're in uh, a similar boat to many of us, Peach. We've been having to find weird hours to force these games in, whether you're watching them. It's like you're, if you're crazy and you've been staying up late and ruining your week, or if you're like me, been watching it in the morning, just like in between doing other shit. I have also not had that nice, I'm going to sit down and watch my favorite basketball team play right now, and I'm excited. I haven't had that really since game one. So I'm looking forward for, to us getting off this West Coast nonsense and getting back east um, and we'll be back east by the time we're recording episode 56. Peach, I love you. It's good to see you, man. Thank you, Second Cousins, for watching out there. We will see you next time. Peace out, everybody. Thanks for coming. Go, Rangers.